0: everyone. Thank you for tuning in once again to the Stylogram podcast, the podcast that keeps you updated on recent fashion events, trends and celebrity style with me, your host, Malika Singhania. So recently, Paris Fashion Week took place and I'm going to give you all the key trends from there. So wash and go hair is in. This reminds me of the bed hair movement. But here I'm talking about wet hair that is left loose without combing or blow drying. Secondly, Balmain showed us that color blocking and shiny metallics are super in. Color blocking is pretty much just wearing the same color on the top and the bottom. Punk vibes are back with overgrown tops and jackets. The wild and free feminist movement is also in full swing with slogan t-shirts and half-naked outfits. Now that you're up to date with your weekly dose of the trends, let's move on to meet our very special guest today. I'm pleased to introduce you to Tare actress, Tiska Chopra. Recently, she was in the news for her experience with the casting couch. We hope she can be as open and candid with us on this show today. Hi, Tiska. How are you? Very good. Thank We're you. We're so glad to have you on today. It's a pleasure. We're going to discuss lots of fun stuff about your career. So tell me how you started. I started almost
1: uh, as a kid. I okay. was about two, two and a quarter years old
0: when what? I first got on stage. Oh my God. Yeah,
1: it was really amazing. I was supposed to go do this little peace center stage and they told me then leave after that just get off yeah. uh, so I was playing baby lord Krishna how cute and so they couldn't find anyone else in the school that my parents were teaching at okay so I walked onto stage I did my bit and then I stood there lapping up the limelight I just refused you to loved leave loved it I loved it and you were a natural I guess I have no idea but it was a lot of fun
0: and then what happened after that
1: then school college throughout I was doing theater I was writing stuff uh, getting stuff on stage and uh, it eventually led
0: to I think coming to Bombay but you always knew that this is what you want to do that this was your passion
1: I knew that I like performing arts okay. whether it is specific to theater or uh, cinema or uh, I like performing I like telling stories I think actually yeah. that's what it is and you
0: were at Kasoli at that time
1: no, my parents were in a place called Sanar, which is okay. the Lawrence School Sanar. Oh, yeah, of course, yes. the, the
0: boarding school. The boarding is there, right? school, right? So were, you they were, studied there,
1: is it? I didn't. My parents were teaching there. Okay. And I was born in Kasoli, which was the closest hospital. Okay. So that's how we were in Kaswali. Okay. So then you came to Bombay at what age? I must have been, the first time I came to Bombay, I must have been about uh, 16 maybe 17 and you came primarily for work I started coming in and out to do advertisements because they were I was uh, I kept getting shortlisted for commercials yeah and kept coming here to do shoots yeah and then finally when I came which was about a year later was to do my first feature and I was still in second year
0: So I went in and out, in and out, in and out. And that's how it happened. So how hard is it to get, you know, picked up by an ad agency? Because I know a lot of women in India do want to uh, come into the limelight and want to uh, enter the, uh, the industry. But it's really hard, right, to get into like advertisements because there's so many girls out there. You know, I've written
1: a book called Acting Smart. Okay. And in that, I've sort of spoken about how you need to stand out. Yeah. And how you need to be noticed. And being noticed is either you're born looking uh, like Giselle Runchen, Which Which very few people Very few people are. So if you don't look like that, then you have to find a way to be noticed. And the way to be noticed is to be entirely and absolutely confident and comfortable in who you are. Yeah. Because even the best looking women sometimes are not entirely confident of their look. They're That's still stressing so about their teeth or their nose or, you know, oh my God, my mascara didn't come out right today, etc. Yeah. So, you know, they, we obsess about the things which actually don't really show even. What right. really
0: shows is your sense of exuberance and your fully inhabiting your own space. Absolutely. I feel exactly the same way. In fact, you know, when I talk to some of my peers about body image and and weight issues, and I always tell them that as long as you're confident, it doesn't really matter at all. What I think the size of your body, because I've seen the slimmest of girls without much confidence, and it really doesn't matter. It's all about how you hold yourself and you know how happy you are. And that's really what's important. So which was the first ad that you did? Peculiarly, I did a very odd ad. It was
1: the, the very first ad, ad I did was when I was uh, 13 and I was uh, this chubby little kid uh, and a friend's mother had this angora wool farm in okay. Missouri and she was sort of making sweaters for export Okay, and so those were the sweaters she said you know I think you'll fit really well you've got good skin and it looked really nice with the sweaters because they're all these fluffy sweaters and they look really nice so we want to shoot you so we got a local photographer and he started uh, oh. he did pictures I still have some of them it's ridiculous I don't even <laughs> <laughs> and you were
0: 16 no 13 oh you were 13 13 and 13. like a chubby Punjabi girl yes happy so kid cute.
1: and uh and we did all sorts of fashion experiments with that, pulled shoulders off, uh pulled the hem up, hem down with all sorts of things. Pretty cool actually now that I think about it. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, great at that fun. Age? And I got paid five thousand bucks. I went mad. That's not bad at all. I went ballistic. I and my parents were shocked. They were like <laughs> Five thousand is a good amount. Was a very
0: good Usually amount. Usually it's like two hundred rupees or something. So <laughs> then, huge. tell us some of the other commercials you did and like your most um, memorable one of the lot.
1: I particularly like the the commercial that I did recently, couple of years back for Tanishk. Okay. It's called the One Love commercial. Okay. Um, one of my very dear friends and also a great actor called Adil Hussain was in it as my husband. It was about a husband and wife who uh, are out celebrating their 10th anniversary.
0: So that went pretty viral. That was a very nice commercial. Okay. And then, so how does TV serials fit in in this whole scheme of things? Because you've been doing commercials now for a while and you've also been doing TV, right? No, not at all. You've not done any TV series? I've done one
1: series called 24. Okay. Which is the Indian... One with Anil Kapoor. That's right. So how was that? <clears throat> intense. That was like huge in terms of the kind of work we did. Yeah. Because it was very path breaking for India at that that time. Nobody had seen uh, that kind of work and that. So it was it was kind of also educating the audiences. Yeah. Um, intense hard work physically for me also because the character gets kidnapped and then she's in this like barn and we were shooting in very extreme circumstances it was hot and then we're walking up a river bed and there was you know car crashes and cars rolling down and falling off mountainsides and extreme things yeah. and I shot a guy and you know so th- as in like killed him uh, but f- fake <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> well, face the me.
0: <laughs> no, I really shot him actually. Mm. So, yeah. how is it like working with Anil Kapoor? Fabulous. He's one
1: of the most uh, hardworking, dedicated actors there is and extremely energetic and focused. Okay. I think his focus and uh, zeal and enthusiasm is something which is worth emulating. Okay. And I have tried since to do that to do yeah that, cause, yes. I
0: mean honestly at his age he looks so young and he can give any young actor a run for their right. but Absolutely. the other thing I wanted to ask was how do you prepare for a role like that I know there's a lot of like mental preparation of course but then is there like an entire machinery around you in terms of your your look and your dressing and your styling or is it something that you just go with at a personal level
1: So I think there's an integration of two two things. So there is, of course, a sort of color palette that they're going with. There's a certain sort of sense of how they want you to dress, etc. But within that, I think you can sort of say this is what I prefer or this is what looks better on me or this is what suits the character more or uh, I'll be more comfortable or those kind of choices. But I think they have a larger, most people have a larger idea of what sort of look they want. Within that, you can make uh, personal adjustments to fit yourself in and
0: the costume into your own life so you have a stylist and stuff who'll work with you and help you there, there the is outfits.
1: normally a, a, a stylist who's on board with the uh, project in general and i prefer to go with that because they have the larger story yeah uh, arc and you know you the don't color wanna,
0: schemes and stuff. yeah and you don't want to pop out right from the yeah and you uh, want to stay tr- uh, true to your character
1: true to my character and also want st- to stay true to the story that's more right. important because you know if you do your own thing then you might just Uh, jump out as being somebody who's not fitting into the world that they're trying to create. So I think that's more important. And of course, when I step out personally, I do have uh, a couple of stylists I work with.
0: Yeah, okay. That's great. And I think that's how the Indian fashion industry is kind of changing as well. Since the last 10 years, there's been this whole influx of professional styling and stuff which wasn't available 10 years ago. And that's why I think everyone looks so glamorous and beautiful all the time, including you. Thank you. (laughs) So tell me about films. And I think... Really, most people know you from Tare Zaminpe because I think that was your one film that really did amazingly commercially and critically. That's and you did a brilliant job in it. Thank so you. tell us a little bit about your film journey, like from the start.
1: So I was a bit of a uh, um, square peg in round hole sort of person when I first started because I was from a completely different family background I was or oh my, my my dad is uh, he sets up schools that's his thing he's been a principal for like 40 years and then uh, my mother and him set up schools that's their official Sort of work well, to do, yeah. job. Everyone in my family is either writers or s- involved in some sort of academe- academic academia. They're IAS people. They're people in the army. There's that kind of family background. Right. So there isn't anyone who's even remotely connected to
0: the glamour business. Okay. I. D- so wait, hold on one sec. So how was that breaking it to your family? It was a bit bit peculiar because uh, my dad
1: was like, "Really, you want to do
0: acting? Isn't that yeah. silly?" So I was But that like, is the notion that most people do have. That it's silly? Not that it's silly. I think the older generation is a bit wary of it for sure. For various reasons but
1: I'm sure they're wary of it, but but you know, the idea that acting is silly is something that annoys me no end.
0: Yeah. Because, because it's because not. it's a
1: craft. It is like classical music in that sense. It's uh, yeah. it's a great deal of effort that gets put in into understanding human emotions, to yeah. inflections, notations. To be able to tune your voice, your body, your expressions, your emotions requires a great deal of hard work. Yeah. And then to do it for every time for a different character. So it's not like you're on Broadway and you're playing the same role for 10 years or 15 years and the audience is miles and miles away from you and there's a whole lot of lighting. Yeah. It's you... When When the camera sees you without makeup, absolutely up close and personal, your eye can look up to eight feet wide on screen.
0: Wow Just your
1: eye That's how close people get to you So then if you're if, if there isn't truth In what you're telling Then I think you would be In great deal of trouble Yeah Could be So then you convinced Your parents of course I didn't I ostensibly told them That I'm coming here to study Which I did for a while Advertising and marketing At Xavier's At XIC And then I uh, Sort of Was moonlighting As a model And as an actor And then my course Became my moonlighting thing And I was Doing that <laughs>
0: okay. Primarily So yeah And then how did Tare Zamipeh happen?
1: So I did a bunch of films starting out, which were all in the worst phase of Hindi cinema, I think, which was the 90s, mid 90s. Why would you say that? You know, if you took the actor out, the makeup could stand by itself. There was such a thick layer of makeup. And we were wearing these silly frocks and these silly dresses and these. So I asked the producers of my first film, how many, so where are my scenes? They looked at me in the eye and they said, but you have four songs oh my god the <laughs> running around trees is for real
0: <laughs> at that time at that time but that's true for actresses at that time I think actors still got meaty roles but actresses were yeah, still but you know altogether
1: the whole kind of cinema that was being made was these sort of proposal projects where they were we actor dates let's quickly try and put something together slap on a few songs and we have a film yeah and um, well they worked to a certain extent some did some didn't depending on you know if it was a festival weekend or whatever and if people were keen to go see that actor and stuff like that so then I stopped doing film for a while And I did only theatre for a long time And okay. I trained myself intensely yeah. And got deeper into the craft And one of the first things that popped up At that time was the Tarizaminpur Zameenpur audition Which I decided not to go for How come? Because I thought It's better to say that I Didn't go for the audition Than to not get the part Than to not get the part So I didn't go And then they called me and they said Weren't you supposed to come? And I was like yeah you know I thought maybe you guys are not auditioning anymore they said no you come whenever you want to come we're here so there was no out for me so I went I um, got my lines ahead of time and I prepped for like four days and went and I did the best damn audition that I could do well you were fabulous in the film thank you
0: has that been your most memorable film experience till now
1: well, I have to say that the short film that I just did right now, which is my own production, okay. has been my most memorable experience purely because it is the latest. Okay. That so tell It's be been that. a while. Well, this film is called Chutney. Okay. And uh, I used to perform this piece as a monologue many years ago. And it stayed with me. And it kept developing ears and legs and a nose and an eye and started taking the shape of a screenplay. And I started writing it and, you know, whatever. So then I met uh, the director and we sort of... She loved it as well. And so then we both started sculpting it and shaping it into a proper screenplay and then we... Narrated it to a couple of actors, and they loved it. And then, one by one by one, everyone started coming in. And then we got uh, a Royal Stag. They have a platform called Large Shots, okay. and they started. Uh, they backed us, and they said, "We love it. Go ahead, make it." And they gave us a very nice budget. So we went and we shot the film in Delhi. In and you're acting in it. Acting as well. in
0: it. Uh, writing what is it, your role? it. If you can tell us.
1: I can't say much as as yet, but I will say this: that it is. Uh, you will be shocked okay uh, as to what what it is that is in the film is uh, it
0: give us a hint is it glamorous no, is it no it's
1: the opposite she's your very like if she's sitting in a rickshaw when you're sitting in your car if she's sitting next to you you won't even notice her she's an unnoticeable oh, unmentionable she's like a yeah she's she's completely not a person you would but something
0: happens at the end of the film which makes you think like oh my god Wow, so that's, that sounds really interesting And actually that's something that I wanted to ask you as well Is there a reason you've stayed away from glamorous roles Or is that just, it's just not happened Or do you prefer one or the other Like realistic roles as opposed to glamorous roles
1: No, I did, did a couple I mean I did uh, Dil To Bachcha Hai Ji Which huh. was uh, tight short dresses and uh, all of that Did you enjoy that? I enjoyed it Because I took it like a role So I think that as an actor One should be the character If the character is a glamazon if I'm playing a model or the head of a modeling institute or, you know, whatever it is, then you need to be that. But if you're constantly pushing the pretty angle, then that's limiting. Yeah. Yeah you know, then where is the acting? Then you're just kind of, you know, prettifying yourself and spend hours doing that. Sure, you
0: look a certain way and then that's that. Yeah. You know, and then moving on. So what would you say, Tiska, has been one of your biggest challenges? I know right now you've been really in the news recently with the whole, you know, casting couch. Uh, Did you know that it would go viral like that? I had no clue. Because it seemed like quite an intimate uh, audience that you were talking to and it just kind of exploded on the internet. Yes, it did. It was, it was, so tell us, I mean, we'll have to talk about it and we'll have to tell our listeners about it. So I wanted to discuss the biggest challenge entering the industry and of course about your experience with the casting couch. Tell us a little about that.
1: So how that panned out was really peculiar. Roshan Abbas who's a dear friend. Uh, a lot of my other friends like Maria and everyone had done these little stories and vignettes for Commune, the the platform that yeah, was on. Yeah, yeah.
0: So Commune is Roshan Abbas's um, is, is baby and Shaheen is actually here... Uh, Her episode just recently aired. Okay. So she was telling us about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So, so uh, commune is something which comes from, uh, I think, Roshan's sense of doing theatre because he's done a lot of that in Delhi. Yeah. So that sense of doing uh, theatre and doing it in an intimate, bethak way, you know, you sit down and you have these uh, like yeah. Dastan goi, Or you know You have people telling stories yeah. That whole art of conversing And all of that Has kind of disappeared You yeah. know Where people are invested and interested in right. Listening to great stories So when I saw uh, Maria and everyone Do these stories I was like Dude I want to do it too So he was like Yeah yeah Come 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 We have one session on You know whichever March sometime So I said okay I have this story So he said send it to the office So I sent them uh, I mailed it to them And they said Oh this is fab Do it do it do it So I went had my style, um, hair, hair person do a blow dry and I just went did my yeah. own makeup No but and tell went. us about what you said
0: that's what we so, want to know
1: uh, what I said was that this, this was a story this was a small little story it was an incident that happened and these are all personal stories that you're telling Yeah. and this had happened to me when I first the started The casting couch right? Yeah. The, the, the casting couch thing so I thought
0: it was Damn funny. That's what I really thought. Did you yeah, see it? I did. I did. I, it was a I actually saw the whole thing. I found it very interesting. I'm a sucker for Bollywood and, and all things related to, to it. And, you know, it's one of those questions that you always kind of wonder whether it's true because there'll be people who deny it. And they'll say, no, it doesn't exist. And there'll, there'll be people who say, I'm not quite sure. And then there was you who kind of just went out there and like a mainstream actress and said, I experienced it and that was a really big deal I think for the industry as well
1: I have no idea what the implications on the industry were but I just had fun doing it and there was no malice or there was no intention yeah. to sort of do an expose and you know how yeah. everyone picks up on you that you didn't give any names and stuff so that's but that fine. wasn't the point either yeah. the whole point was that this was a story and this is what happened and I uh, found it funny in retrospect at, that, yeah. at the time that it happened it wasn't funny was it scary it was uh, it was intimidating it was yeah. not scary because, you know, I knew that I'm not going to sort of go down that route. So it would mean dropping that film. And So you did
0: drop the film? I did Even though you shot, you did it? I didn't. I you, didn't drop you the film. You I drop did it.
1: did do the film. So if you
0: watch the video, it was very clear that I ended up doing the film because okay. I was able to sort of find a way out of it. Right, right. That That I remember. You got the wife involved. No, no, no. No, you I haven't seen the video. No, I did I have I'm confused then okay so basically we I got all the
1: calls directed to the director yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that so was really then intelligent he, he, yeah. then he called you of, to
0: the room he and called, he got all yeah, the calls yeah. directed to
1: so then he kind of lost interest in uh, pursuing that line of but thoughts. that's
0: great that you actually got to complete the film and it got released and yeah stuff.
1: and because I think he had a sense of humor and he figured that
0: oh that's great so tell us um, what do you think is the secret to success in this industry there's two two ways to look at that one
1: one is that what is your definition of success? Okay. So if your definition of success is uh, becoming one of the three or four main actresses who works for five years and does uh, shitloads of films and uh, becomes famous and makes money and then disappears, yeah, or then is judging reality shows after that and thinks that that's a great way to be, then that's one way to think of success. Yeah, There's another way to think of success, and that's more my way of defining success, is that you genuinely love acting the craft part of it. And then you're constantly working as an actor in different, different, different roles in different kinds of mediums and features and um, um, theater and evolving as an artist. So I think I've been very artistic in my choices. I've constantly made choices which where you see unusual things happen, unusual stories, great stories. I picked Tarez Aminpur because I thought it was a great story. Not because it was... uh, We had no clue what what it was going to turn out to be. It was supposed to be a very small film. Armin was not supposed to direct it. Okay. Uh, So, you know. It just just went went their gut. gut. So that sense of understanding what success is for you cannot be the generic understanding of success. I think you have to define
0: what it means to you. What it is for you and what makes you happy because everyone gets happiness out of different things. Different things. Well, on that note, let's take our short break and we'll be right back with some super fun trends and fashion tricks. Hey guys, we're back with Tiska Chopra and we're going to discuss all things fashionable. So Tiska, tell our listeners a fashion faux pas that you may have had or that you've seen on others,
1: preferably oh, something you've had. So there's, there's two completely different questions. So for me, personally, I've always been rather experimental in my dressing, particularly when I was very young. So I remember, um, and I'm, I'm a little, you know, top heavy. Okay. So... My first day in college, I had this really cool t-shirt which said scotch and soda. Okay. And I wore that (laughs) and everyone went on the rocks, on the rocks, on the rocks. I was so stupid. I was really like daft to do. Um, You weren't daft? They were daft. No, it was was just like not. Suddenly became very famous in college for uh, not some very good reason. (laughs) And that was first day. That wasn't very bright. And uh, the other thing is that, you know, when when one is extremely young, one gets these gifts and one tries to make use of them in a way that's uh, sort of, you know, you think at that time you're being really trendy. So somebody got me Parrot green stilettos, which are very cool right now. I mean, if I could have had them right now, they would be like super trendy. And they were stunning shoes. They were green patent leather. Wow. They were fabulous. But back then... I wore them with orange pants.
0: Oh my god. And I looked like the, the
1: Tiranga Jarna. It was like Did you wear a white T shirt? I did.
0: <laughs> you did. I did.
1: I did. White with some other stuff on it, but the blue <laughs> So it was that was uh quite random. I remember that still. Yeah. And coming from there I don't think I'm like a good person to comment on other people's fashion choices because you know if yeah. someone who's done that then you know you should yeah. just best shut up and go back into whatever hole and you on. crawled out I think out it's of.
0: great at that age to experiment and I think also a key lesson that you learn is that how fashion just you know it just keeps coming back and like you said those parrot green heels now would be so in and they'd so be super. so cool yeah. um, are there any trends that are you do you watch out for trends and are there any trends that you've particularly noticed and that you've liked right now
1: So I don't follow trends because there's something intrinsically in me which I think is I would have been a fashion forecaster. I think I would have been good. So I'm thinking, "Hmm, you know, let me get something in velvet for this winter. I'm feeling like velvet. And suddenly suddenly I'm I'm like looking at post fact, post thinking this, I'm looking at the autumn winter shows somewhere on something and I'm like, how is this even possible? Everyone's bringing out velvet suits. And I'm like, how how crazy is that so i seem to have some sort of a
0: uh, instinct
1: or an idea of you know haven't done this for a while let's do this yeah kind of thing and then it seems to be happening so
0: i wanted to talk about a trend that's kind of it's it's more uh, relevant in hollywood but you know it's something that I, i've thought about and you know this whole uh, trend about freeing the nipple that that uh, have you heard about it uh, what do you think about it i mean i'm not particularly for it because i feel like there is a certain elegance that comes with a woman. And I think this whole complete like, you know, we can dress up like men and we can, we don't have to kind of wear undergarments um, is, I I don't particularly endorse it.
1: I haven't given it too much thought to be honest, but I wouldn't like to see uh, nipples on men or women. You yeah, know, I mean it's just like no, but men if they go bare chested,
0: then you see it, right?
1: Yeah, but I mean then women should just go bare chested and not wear anything on top. Then if that's so their, th- really? if that's their ambition, I mean for the the ones who want to do that, then you should just go topless and just not wear anything. Yeah, you know, but then trying to trying to not wear an undergarment
0: and then. There's something yes. slinky, slinky which is yeah. kind of there but not there. Yeah, th- I think it's like a halfway house. So yeah, not really. I think it's a trend that I hope is going to pass quite quickly. Any uh, t- uh, tricks? You know, we were just discussing your beautiful skin. What's the secret to it? Other than the Punjabi jeans, <laughs> malai. <coughs> yeah.
1: Good old-fashioned Indian dudute malai. Okay. You know, that's what. And my, how often
0: do you apply it? I eat it.
1: Oh, you're not talking it. about okay. applying
0: it. I would, I would lick it off my face. I <laughs> love malai, so I would. I hate it no, But there's nothing that you do There's no
1: beauty regime I just make sure That I keep my skin Very very clean I do not sleep with makeup And I If I'm not working Then I just don't wear any makeup So I just let it be Like okay. as you see Luckily we can't be seen right now So most of The people who are listening to this Won't see how I'm
0: looking You're looking fab <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about
1: So then I don't apply Pink base cheeks and you. everything
0: so. Thank you But I don't that's, that's because you're staring at me And I'm blushing <laughs> <laughs> No but you know I think it's great to, to do remove the makeup but it's so tiring sometimes after a long night to but remove, it's mandatory it's yeah. mandatory and I drink at
1: least I mean you can see that I'm carrying my water bottle around yeah. so I drink m- a minimum of two and a half litres of water a day eat fruit
0: yeah. and
1: uh, keep my
0: skin clean I think those are just no basics. application at all no other external application so
1: as a rule if I'm eating a papaya then I'll rub some of it on my face okay you know, so it's just natural fruits and basin and malai and those kind of things. A good, good, good sunblock.
0: Yeah, that a Sunblock crucial. is very important, very especially in 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 Mumbai.
1: Yeah, so I use a moisturizer which has a at least fifteen. Uh, SPF. Yeah. And that should do it unless you're going into very going to be in the sun extensively in which yeah. case you can try something stronger. Right. But that is mandatory for India. Okay. And for my, my skin it's very uh, sort of light in color. Yeah. So it tends to uh, get pigmented and it starts
0: peeling. So I have okay. a problem with that. Okay. Well uh, we're going to take notes of that in the studio and we'll be right back after this short break. And we're back with Tiska Chopra. Tiska, are you ready for our super fun rapid fire? Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Yep. Okay, let's get started. What's been your favorite acting experience? The short film that I just did, Chutney. Okay. When did you realize you were famous? In college when I wore the scotch and soda t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the best style in Bollywood according to you? Kangana. Okay, I agree. Uh, and in Hollywood? I think people
1: are fairly interestingly dressed there I don't say there's any one single person But several people Okay
0: What would you wear on the red carpet? A pantsuit Okay Worst thing about the industry? The toilets Okay What's your Sunday afternoon like? Mostly working Really? Yeah Wow What is your most precious possession? I think my sense of humor That's true Complete the sentence Every woman should Take a deep breath And love herself first yeah, I agree. Who's the most iconic star? Of India? Any. To me, Meryl Streep. Okay. One thing you must have in your closet? A great white shirt. What's the dumbest question someone has asked you? And how did you get One unfulfilled dream? To work with Meryl Streep. Favorite Bollywood movie of last year? Of last year? Um,
1: I like Pink. Yeah. Pink. Pink was this year, though. This year, I, mean, I, don't know, I can't segregate like that. What
0: What were the choices last year? Uh, I think we had Ram Leela was last year, or was it the year before that? Mm. I think Ram Leela was last year, and I think that lot, Marikam, I haven't seen that. Queen, Queen was I, Queen was two years back or three. Oh, was years it? Back. Okay, yeah. so then yeah. I guess we'll go with Pink. Yes, most promising newcomer.
1: I like Vicky Kaushal. Okay, who's he? He acted in Masan.
0: Oh, okay. What's the last thing you do before the curtains go up? You mean as in in stage or as in in life? Anything. It's up to you.
1: I say a quick thanks to the universe for putting me on stage. Okay. And if you're talking about life, then I hope I hope to say the same. Oh, I hope to say that thank lovely. you for this wonderful life. And lastly,
0: what makes you smile? Most things. I'm a happy smiler most of the time touchwood well thank you for that super fun rapid fire Tiska and now we're going to answer a few questions from the internet Um, what's challenging about bringing the script to life as an actress to be able to find things that are
1: similar between you and the character okay that's what helps that's what really helps because either you bring the character to you or you go to the character and it's it depends on the character that you're playing is there a great deal of commonality or is there a great deal of uh so if, if there's a lot of difference then you'll have to walk the distance to the character but if the character's pretty close to you then you pull it up
0: to you yeah so that's the sort of finding so is it easier to disconnect or or to be involved with the character it's, uh, for, for for a while, you you should be involved with the character. Okay. And uh, how is Bollywood different from Hollywood?
1: I haven't done a Hollywood film. I've done international films, but I haven't done anything in Hollywood yet. So I'm perhaps not the best person to comment But in terms of the that. industry, if there's anything? I think there's a great deal of emphasis on writing. And people are there by choice. Yeah. Each person, so on a couple of the international projects that I worked on, Everyone is doing that job because they want to do that job. In India, a lot of people are here, sort of rolled around here and then and said, "Ah, I am not a actor, I am an assistant director, ban gaye, and that kind of thing." So okay. there's a level of uh, disenchantment with the job. They're not really invested in doing that job to its best, and yeah. that I think that Chalta Hai attitude is is not comfortable for me. Okay.
0: Well, thank you, Tiska, for all those honest answers. It was so much fun talking to you and we really laughed and had a good time. Thank you so much. Thank you. And see you soon. See you very soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Stylogram podcast. You can stay in touch with us on Facebook at Stylogram Official and on Instagram at Stylogram underscore official. Also, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Until then, like I always say, keep it stylish.